Well, hello, friends. Welcome to the Old Fashioned On Purpose podcast. And this episode is a little extra special because it is our very first video podcast episode. So I've been recording the audio version of this podcast for, I think, since 2019. So I've been doing it in a while. We have over 250 episodes. And I decided to get with the times, join 2022, and kick off the video version. So if you're listening to this right now on your typical podcast app, it's not really going to be any different than what you've heard from me in previous episodes. But I'm hopeful that some of you are watching over on YouTube because we are going to be uploading all future episodes to both places. So you'll have the audio version on um, iTunes or wherever you listen. So I guess it's on iTunes. What's the Apple podcast? Apple podcast, Spotify, whatever it is. You know, you can see how techy I am here. And then we'll have the video version over on YouTube for those of you who prefer that platform. So I'm excited for this. You know, I shared in a previous episode that I'm not doing as much YouTube video creation as I was in previous years. Um, really, in a nutshell, the reason behind that is I am not a video watcher. I don't particularly love videos. Uh, it's just my own personal quirk. I'd rather read a book or listen to something. And so it makes it hard for me as a creator to get really excited about creating content that I don't even like to watch myself. But I think this is a happy medium. I'm recording these episodes anyway, so I figured why not turn on the camera and put it up both places. So that is the plan. And bear with us. We're going to be still working out a few kinks when it comes to you know video quality and audio quality, but we're going to just dive in and I think it'll be really good. So thanks for watching if you're watching this and thanks for listening if you're listening to this. So today I wanted to veer ever so slightly away from the theme that I just announced, this idea of deep diving into different food topics. We're going to be hitting that again in upcoming episodes. But today's episode was prompted by a book that I just finished reading. And there were some really great thoughts in this book that I wanted to share with you today. Um, and so honestly, it still kind of has something to do with food because really every piece of homesteading always points back to the food. So the question I want to ask you and have you consider as we talk through today's topic is what stage of homesteading are you in? Because um, there are three distinct stages that I kind of identified after reading this book. And I think knowing where you're at and kind of knowing what's coming is really, really helpful. So the book that I've been reading, I've actually been reading a lot of books lately. I just posted on Instagram a couple weeks ago, my big stack of books. I think my current pile is sitting at 28 and counting. So I am reading like a crazy person since it's winter time and there's not much to do outside. But it's called Radical Homemakers by Shannon Hayes. And it's not a super brand new book. I think it's been around since 2010 or so. And I'm going to be really honest here, a confession of sorts. I have known of this book in the periphery for quite some time, just, you know, kind of vaguely aware of it. And I never picked it up or gave it a second glance because I did what they say you never should do. I judged the book by its cover. And I assumed by the title, Radical Homemakers, that it was one of those books, how do I put this delicately, that preached this idea that the only proper role for a woman is homemaking. And I know that's ever so slightly controversial for me to even say that, but um, I subscribe more to the idea that home is a beautiful place to be. It's a valuable place to be. I've always stayed home with our kids. I love making a home. I love cooking and doing all those things. But I also think it's important as a human and as a woman to have other 
pieces if I'm so inclined that, you know, are creative or that light me up. And that's not true for every single person, but that's my own preference. And so I kind of push back against those ideas of the only right place for a woman to be is, you know, behind the stove or washing dishes. I love doing those things, but it's not the only place. So um, again, I realize that's a controversial topic. That's just my view of that topic. But I assume this book was kind of in line with that, and it's actually not. I completely misjudged it, my bad. And in reality, the author is sharing this idea that homemaking, whether it's done by a man or a woman or whoever, it's really this way that we can kind of reclaim territory in our modern culture. And that's a message that's very much in congruence with what I've been sharing online for the past 10 years and kind of how, what she defines as homemaking is what I define as homesteading. It's just different titles for the same thing. This idea of home being this living space, this active space, not just a place where we sleep and reheat food in the microwave. So there was so much alignment with this book and, and what I love and what I have been um, digging into the past decade of my life. So I love this book and there's a ton of research and history and data in it. Uh, but I wanted to share a particular portion and I think it's in chapter one of this book. And she starts off, the author here, Shannon Hayes, starts off by talking about Betty Friedan's book, Feminine Mystique. And that's a, a very famous book. A lot of people attribute it to kind of kicking off the first wave of feminism in the United States. And I have not read the book, but what I gather from this book and others I've read that reference it, you know, Betty Friedan, the author of this other book, was kind of sharing this idea that women need to go find themselves outside of the home, right? And that's been kind of a popular refrain in our modern culture. And we see that prejudice coming through sometimes that, you know, oh, you're just, you're just staying at home. We're kind of like, sometimes people will look at you like, oh, well, what's wrong with you? Like, why are you just staying at home? I would say most people in this homesteading circles do not have that perspective. But sometimes you get that from, you know, other circles of, of humans. And so that's still pretty prevalent today. And for example, here's a quote from Betty Friedan's book. And she says, the only way for a woman, as for a man, to find herself, to know herself as a person, is by creative work of her own. There is no other way. And I agree with that statement to a certain extent. Um, Betty Friedan was saying you need to go find yourself in corporate America, basically, where I am more in line with the author of this book, Shannon Hayes, Radical Homemaker author, in that that creative work can be found a lot of different places. And so... Shannon Hayes writes in response to that, what Frieden understood, but what many of us ultimately forgot, is that simply landing a job does not guarantee self-actualization. At the same time, the homemaker who simply learns to cook, keep a garden, and patch blue jeans will probably not find deep fulfillment either. Those who do not seriously challenge themselves with a genuine life plan with the intent of taking a constructive role in society will share the same dangers as housewives who suffered under the mystique of feminine fulfillment, they faced what Frieden called a non-existent future. And another thing that Frieden talked about in her book was this um, syndrome she called housewife malaise, where you know she noticed women who were just staying at home and doing laundry all day were feeling kind of depressed and down, and they they weren't loving their life, they weren't enjoying their life, and so. I promise this all has to do with this idea of homesteading stages, so bear with me. Um, so one point that I loved in this 
book, Radical Homemakers, was she explained how as industrialization kind of swept through America, especially in those years after World War II, there was a major push by corporations and marketing messaging to take the power away from the housewife or the homemaker and put it into the hands of the corporation. So you have these people who prior to this big push of industrialism, they knew how to grow food and make more complicated recipes and really they were the masters of their domain. And then we have corporations come through and home economic experts that told them, you know, you really aren't an expert in this. Why don't you let us cook your meal? Why don't you let this machine do this thing for you? And so you, they really kind of re-educated the homemakers to be a consumer versus a creator. And I think that's when we started to see a lot of this housewife malaise come through because they didn't have those creative works anymore. They were just shopping. It was shopping and shopping and more shopping. And so I think that's a very interesting dynamic. Um, but in this book, Radical Homemakers, she shares that after conducting interviews with many homemakers who are very fulfilled in what they do, she identified a three-stage path. And I find this to be dead-on identical for the homesteaders I know as well. And uh, if you have ever felt that malaise or you've ever felt a little disenchanted, whether you know with your more modern life or with your homesteading life or, or uh, whatever hybrid that you're experiencing right now, this may kind of shed some light on that. So uh, the first stage that this author, Shannon Hayes, talks about is called renouncing. So in this first stage, and I'm reading from her book, the radical homemaker is increasingly aware of the illus illusory happiness of a consumer society. They recognize and question the pressures and compulsion to purchase goods and services that they feel they could provide for themselves. This stage is marked by growing introspection, doubting the ultimate worth of their careers, identifying their true sources of contentment, and seeking better alignment of their personal values with their life trajectory. And so this stage, this renouncing stage, stage one, is where I see many, many people right now in the homesteading sphere, especially after COVID. And we saw, you know, this massive uptick in interest around baking bread and planting a garden and keeping backyard chickens. And it's kind of like that veil was removed and people started to see their life in their in this modern paradigm for what it was and maybe, maybe started to go, you know, I think there could be more. I think that I could expand. I think I there's more to life than just consumerism and just kind of staying in that rat race rut. And so I see a very large wedge of this population in this renouncing stage. It's the stage of research. It's the stage of what if, that's one of my favorite questions, what if? What if this is possible? What if I could keep chickens in my backyard? What if I don't have to stay in this job I hate? What if I could make sourdough bread? It's really, really exciting. And um, I love that there are so many thousands, if not millions of people starting to think through this right now because of the current state and the uncertainty of our modern times. Okay, so stage two is called the reclaiming stage. So see if you recognize yourself or a part of yourself in this stage. So I'm reading from the book again. In the second stage, the reclaiming period, radical homemakers were recovering the many skills that enabled them to build a life without a conventional income. This phase can take a few years or a lifetime, and homemakers were, will perpetually return to it as they build ever more skills. 
Initially, this is an exciting and tremendously fulfilling period as people regain their self-reliance. Interestingly, if the homemaker dwelled only in this realm for too long, they began to manifest some symptoms of Frieden's housewife syndrome, malaise, feeling lost, aimless, or occasionally depressed, or wondering, what's this all for? So it's kind of, I think it's fascinating that we experience that as just kind of your typical modern consumer. Uh, maybe if you, you are staying at home as, you know, a stay-at-home parent, you and you're just prescribing to the consumer lifestyle, that can feel sometimes empty. And so reclaiming, renouncing that way of thought and reclaiming some of these skills can fix that for a while. It can bring you back to life. It can kind of wake you up and help you see what's possible. But then uh, as this author explains, if we stay in that second stage too long, we start to kind of feel that feeling of being a little bit lost or a little bit aimless again. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with a human's need to be challenged. And I see this applying to men and women. This is not just a stay-at-home mom thing, although, you know, majority uh, of parents who stay at home are moms. So, but I, I see this happening to people across the board as they move through homesteading and they start to wake up to what is possible. And that brings us to our third stage. And it was so reassuring to read this portion of the book because it brought some clarity to what I have been working through kind of behind the scenes for the past couple of years. And I noticed uh, starting about two years ago, you know, I've been homestead, homesteading forever. I've been teaching homesteading forever. I started playing around with sourdough bread and homemade lard and making my own soap, you know, over a decade ago. And so I've been doing this for a while. And I just started to feel like I needed more of a challenge. And it wasn't that I still didn't love all the homestead things that I have done and have been doing. I just needed a little bit more. And what Shannon Hayes calls this is the rebuilding stage. So reading from the book, she says, those homemakers who seem most satisfied and committed to their life choices over the long haul had entered a rebuilding phase. So she's talking about this in the past tense because she interviewed a whole bunch of different homemakers and she kind of compiled their responses. In this period, they took on genuine creative challenges, tended towards engagement with their communities, and made significant contributions towards rebuilding a new society that reflected their vision of a better world, either through artwork, writing, farming, sign craft work, social reform, activism, teaching, or a small business. Entering the rebuilding phase did not preclude a return to the other phases. The myriad stages of life are forever presenting new challenges that require everyone to occasionally retreat from the public sphere to regain, to regain skills and life balance and to critically evaluate the societal givens that they may have to consider at that time. Once a homemaker has gone through all three stages initially, the rest of his or her life becomes a balancing act of honoring each of them. And this just resonated with me so much because I realize now that is kind of what prompted us to buy the soda fountains. So those of you who've been listening to this podcast for a while, I have an episode on this crazy thing we did last year. I have some YouTube videos on it as well. We bought this historic, kind of rundown soda fountain in a little tiny town near us. And prior to us buying that, I had not, and I say this, I kind of, I'm a little regretful of this. I hadn't taken as much of an interest in our local community as I wish I would have. I was very much focused on, you know, what was happening here at our homestead and 
the businesses that we were building and homeschooling our kids. And there was just so much here that occupied me. I didn't even think about investing elsewhere. And then about two years ago, maybe a little bit longer than that, it just Christian and I kind of woke up one day and we were like, you know what? We want to start branching out. And we've been cultivating this set of skills and, um, you know, know-how. And how can we use that to invest in our community? And I've had some people, most people have been very supportive. Some people have been like, what does that have to do with homesteading? Why, why, why are you buying a restaurant? Like, what the heck is wrong with you? And I realized now it made perfect sense to me. And it still makes perfect sense to me. And it's because it's that it's that rebuilding stage. It's that stage three of, you know, I have created this hub of life and industry that is my home and our, my homestead. And it's, it's fulfilling and thriving. And now how can I branch out? And I feel like that's a really exciting phase. And I'm seeing more and more people around me who have been homesteading a while start to examine that stage three. So I guess I just wanted to share this with you today because it, it was a light bulb moment for me. It brought me some validation, but I also would love for you to look at where you're at. Are you in the renouncing? Are you in that light bulb stage of what if we could do this? Maybe you're in reclaiming. Maybe you're actively building those skills. You're building your homestead. Maybe you're getting ready to move to a bigger property so you can do more. Maybe you've planted a garden and you've built a greenhouse. Who knows? Like You are actively building those skills, though, and you are lit up by them. And then I would love to hear from anyone, and you can send me an email or message me over on Instagram or Facebook, anyone who's in that stage three, that rebuilding phase. And what's that been like for you? Um, for us, it's been really exciting. It's been very fulfilling. It's been a little scary, actually a lot scary sometimes, as we add more to our plate, which, you know, at first glance, it didn't seem like we could add more because we're already growing our own food and homeschooling our kids, and we have so much happening at home. But somehow, in some way, uh, our life expanded to allow for the soda fountain to sit. And I'm not saying that every single person needs to go buy a tumble-down restaurant in a town of 200 people. That was just our path. But I think it's really exciting when we have grown to the point where we can start to outreach into our communities. Maybe that's an online community. Maybe it's a, a local community. Maybe it's just a neighborhood. Um, maybe it's, you know, there's plenty of other ways, like, like Shannon Hayes lists out, you know, artwork, writing, farming, fine craft work, social reform, activism, teaching, or a small business. Uh, for me, for many years, it was my blog that was that extra oomph of helping me connect with the world in a bigger, more meaningful way that was beyond just me and myself and my own selfish goals and desires. And, you know, now it's morphed into this actual local community, not just online community. So anyway, I hope that was interesting slash helpful for you. Um, one other quote I wanted to leave you with from this book. I highly recommend this book, so go get it, Radical Homemakers. Uh, she says, it is time we come to think of our homes as living systems. Like a sourdough starter, the home's survival requires constant attention. A true home is inhabited by souls who live, breathe, eat, think, create, play, get sick, heal, and get dirty. It will wither in an antiseptic condition. A true home pulses with non-human life. Vegetable patches, yeast, Backyard hymns, blueberry bushes, culturing yogurt, fermenting wine and sauerkraut, brewing beer, milk goats, cats, dogs, house plants, kids science projects, pet snakes, and strawberry patches. I just love that. And I think that, um, of course, so encompasses what homemaking is, whether you're a man or a woman, right? Just homemaking is much broader than this very narrow sense of being.
think that really sums up homesteading as well, is bringing this excitement and passion back into our homes and putting it back up on the pedestal that it deserves. Because when that is right, that gives us the energy and the oomph to start making an impact elsewhere. So that's my feel for today. And again, Radical Homemakers by Shannon Hayes. Highly recommend it. It's a great read. And yeah, I hope that was helpful. I hope you enjoyed this very first video podcast. And um, we'll be adding one, hopefully, once a week. We usually have them go live on Monday. So I think that'll be the day you can expect to hear. So I'd love to hear what you think. Let me know what stage of homesteading you are in now. Maybe you're kind of dancing between a couple different stages, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. And that's it for today, friends. Thanks so much for watching and listening. And I will catch up with you on the next episode of the Old Fashioned On Purpose podcast.